Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Welcome to Across the ASEAN and across the region. We already saw a number of interesting developments from trading halts in the Philippines, coal export bans in Indonesia, question marks about the reopening of Thailand's tourism sector, and also Singapore's strong GDP figures for the fourth quarter of last year. Well, how might this all set up things for Southeast Asian economies and markets that are still grappling with some of the same concerns with regards to COVID-19 and also the prospect of tighter monetary policy in the Well, today on Across the ASEAN, we are pleased to be joined by Mr. Rajiv Batra, who is the Chief Southeast Asian Strategist at JP Morgan, to share with us their outlook for 2022. Mr. Batra, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still safe and in good health during these times. And welcome back to the show, sir. I hope you had a great start to the new year. Thanks, JP. Nice uh, having you back on the show. And Happy New Year to you and your loved ones, too. Absolutely. Now, before we start, maybe we just uh, let you set the table for us, sir. Share with us JP Morgan's overall outlook look for markets across the ASEAN. Now, as you mentioned, many are still reeling from the effects of last year's renewed COVID lockdowns, and now they're facing prolonged uncertainty regarding Omicron. How do you think this might shape markets as we head deeper into the year? So the outlook for ASEAN equities this year is promising, driven by accelerated reopening, which has started from early fourth quarter last year onward. Higher GDP growth versus North Asia region, easing of supply chain, which supports trade and the manufacturing, rising digitization of ecosystem, most importantly attractive valuation and ultra-light positioning by foreign investors. JP Morgan's economic team is forecasting real GDP growth at rate of 6.4% for ASEAN region this year, which is highest since 2012. Now, in the first half of December, equity market did got impacted as Omicron here intensified, but the new variant is proving to be milder than prior ones and the adverse impact on mobility is much more manageable. We believe emergence of a fast-spreading but significantly less harmful Omicron variant is perhaps the most credible path to an end of the pandemic and return to the normal. All right. This reopening economies might be very important, actually, for many of these Southeast Asian countries from Thailand and even here in Singapore. Do you think this time around that economies are better prepared to tackle some of the rising Omicron cases based on the virulence of the new variant and also how prepared some of these countries are actually to tackle tackle these challenges we've been facing for the better part of the last two years. So in terms of uh, preparation, the most important thing is vaccination. If we go back something like January, early last year, vaccination beyond Singapore was not almost even started in majority of the ASEAN countries. But today when we are talking, vaccination rate for fully vaccinated adult population have crossed 50-60% for ASEAN region overall, where some of the countries are almost at a fully vaccinated state like Singapore or even Malaysia and all of them have also now started even giving booster dosage too. So that is reducing the chances or the probability of fatalities or even hospitalization and giving better control over the virus. And as I have said earlier that we are almost reaching to an endemic kind of a stage because even most of the government and policymakers have also realized rather than going for a full lockdown, they are taking more a targeted kind of a restrictions or high testing or quarantine facility, which means lesser impact on the growth. So things are looking much more better if we compare to something like 2020 or even early 2021 period. All right. Uh, we're still speaking to Rajiv Abatra, Chief Southeast Asian Strategist from JP Morgan, of course, here on Across the ASEAN on Money FM 
point three, I want to move on to another possible concern. And, you know, Reggie, we've talked about this in previous discussions about how markets in the region prove to be fairly sensitive to rising rate environments and fund outflows. And we do know that the Federal Reserve, based on the dot plot, could raise interest rates possibly three times in 2022. And it's been a while since we've seen the Fed this hawkish, actually. But this could actually matter for markets here, or will it? How vulnerable will equity markets in the region be to these uh, rate environments? And will it be as as prominent as, say, they've proven to be in the past? Jim, in terms of Fed tightening, the moment of peak disruption for markets is maybe passing. While the Fed did increase the pace of tapering at the December FOMC, but Chairman Powell's characterization of the action as contingency plan for above forecast inflation suggests the potential for a dovish Fed over 2022 if the pandemic indeed fades and the supply chain shortages ease. Also, looking at the past five Fed tightening cycles, emerging market equities outperformed developed market during four of those. A classical Fed cycle is the one responding to an improving growth outlook and the primary reason for investors taking the risk of allocating money into our market is premium growth. Given the external buffer and recently low foreign participation in ASEAN bond market also reduces the risk of outflows. So it may not be as vulnerable uh, this region compared to what it was there on absolute term in the past. All right. Um, the other thing that might be providing some hope and has actually be raised by some of your peers covering the region is the official kickoff for the RCEP uh, pact. And while we're waiting for the likes of Indonesia and the Philippines and other countries to ratify the deal is expected to cover most of Southeast Asia and it's being hailed as one of the biggest trade pacts in recent memory, if not ever. Now, um, I do want to get a better understanding of what type of upside, if at all, this might have for regional economies and markets. And also, Rajiv, do you think that one country in Southeast Asia may stand to gain more from RCEP than others? So this RCEP implementation from January this year is in line with what the forecast we made in November 2020. This will going to have a material impact on all ASEAN countries. Commodity-based industries in the region will be early beneficiaries due to tariff cuts. And over the coming year, it will increase ASEAN attractiveness for FDI, value chain activity, and promoting intra-regional trade. Now, according to analysis done by ADB, ASEAN members from ASEAN countries, and from particularly the emerging ones, will see a significant amount, uh, amount of a gain in terms of a GDP. So Thailand, Malaysia, Vietnam, and Indonesia are at a forefront in terms of a bigger market. We also see the regional hubs and financial sector benefiting from more trade or investment flows and increased demand for professional service providers should be give some positive for even Singapore too. But most importantly, deepening intra-regional links will provide a buffer on BOP flows such that ASEAN currencies are going to be less volatile compared to prior periods of dollar strength. Okay. Um, let's talk about ranking some of these markets, though, uh, Mr. Vacha. And we've noted before also that while Southeast Asia and the region as a whole show, is one of the fastest growing regions in the world or continues to be, we've also noticed that across the ASEAN, economies are fairly uneven because the makeups can be fairly diverse. In terms of ranking the markets here, which one is JP Morgan 
most bullish on? And conversely, which one are you most cautious on in 2022? So we are forecasting positive absolute return as a base case for all ASEAN markets uh, in 2022. Okay. Within the major markets, we are overweight on Indonesia, Singapore, and Thailand. We remain underweight on Malaysia based on relative performance, neutral on Philippines, and continue to prefer Vietnam as an off-index structural overweight. Okay. There's a myriad of risks that we just highlighted now as well from rising uh, monetary policy, COVID-19 concerns. If you could pick one risk apart from COVID that ASEAN markets need to perhaps be aware of, what would it be? And how might you advise JP Morgan's clients to hedge against that particular risk? I'll say in line with your earlier question, but if Fed moves earlier and more aggressively compared to what market is pricing in. As you have said, three rate hike. If it is more than that or much more earlier than that, it will mean dollar strength broaden out against all high yielders. Now, best way for investors to hedge is owning profitable companies with cheap valuation and asset owners. That is largely your old economy stock. And this sort of inexpensive profitable companies are available in abundant in ASEAN region. Hence, the best way to hedge is to stick with some of this ASEAN company. All right. So, uh, you know, we talk about some these profitable companies that stable ones as well is JP Morgan's advocating more caution and more defensive stance this year or is there still room to actually take some risk no we uh, we will still retain a pro-cyclical tilt especially in the light of the pullback which we have seen in the first half of December last month with the preference for reflection sensitive sectors that is overweight on financial energy materials industrial and consumer discretionary. We are underweight on consumer staples, healthcare, utilities, and real estate. They may sound defensive, but they are trading at very expensive valuation, which will find difficult to re-rate under rising rate environment. Hence, continue to maintain an overweight stance on the cyclical sectors, which are cheaper in terms of valuation, offer you cyclically high growth, and they are also, some of them are also asset owners. In base, if, if I can club them in four key themes to play out, one will be your reopening, Number two will be your regionalization of trade. Number three will be your revitalizing supply chain. And fourth will be your digitalization beneficiary. All right. So watch out for your valuations in 2022 when making your investment decisions. This is at least according to Rajiv Batra, the chief Southeast Asian strategist for JP Morgan, joining us on across the ASEAN. As always, I wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these times. Stay safe, sir. And we hope you have a great year ahead. Thanks a lot, JP. Wishing you the same. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.